When on the hunt for a new apartment, we obviously all have things that are kind of non-negotiables for us. I would say for me, top of that list is probably natural light. Just because I know myself, I know I'm more productive throughout the day. I'm honestly just happier throughout the day when I'm getting a lot of natural light. And it's important to know what you want and then really to be able to get that. You know, this is your space that you're living in. So apartments.com has helped millions of renters find their perfect place with powerful search tools to help find a rental listing that checks all your specific unique boxes. So first of all, they have 3D virtual tours. So when you can't be there in person, you can take a tour of your possible future home, which is huge because it's one thing for someone to send you photos or to tell you about it, but really to be able to do kind of a virtual walkthrough to me is huge. Also, apartments.com has the most pet-friendly rental listings on the internet, and they have amenity filters, so you can make sure your possible future home has all the amenities you need, whether that's in-unit washer-dryer, air conditioning, dishwasher, balcony. For me, in my next place, in-unit washer-dryer is like hands down, very, very high. So visit apartments.com, the place to find a place. Since there are apparently other things going on in the world other than the Jordan Tristan situation, we broke that all down for you guys. So we talked about the Oscars, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga, Cardi B, got into a lot. We did our award ceremony, our Kardashian recap, and a lot more. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Comments by Celebs. And here we are this week. This is our first uh, our episode since the whole Jordan Tristan situation broke. So we are back. <laughs> back to regularly scheduled programming. I forgot what it was like. I kind of forgot what it was like also um, to talk about news that isn't involving Jordan Woods. But let's let's get into it. I'm excited to give it a shot. Yeah, me too. We'll see, we'll see how we do. I feel like this is our first time ever doing this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Two girls at their first rodeo. Literally. <laughs> Um, so first, obviously, the Oscars were this weekend, and we absolutely have to talk about that. So this was the first time that the Oscars didn't have a host, and ratings were actually up from last year, which is interesting. I mean, it could be because of the Lady Gaga Bradley Cooper hype. I think it was. Who knows? I'd be curious to hear your guys' thoughts as to if you thought the no host thing worked. I thought, actually, I had far worse expectations for how awkward it was going to be, and I actually think that it flowed relatively seamlessly considering— I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was going to. I was a little bored, but I'm a little bored every year. It's almost better, I feel like, to not have a host than to have a host that performs poorly. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it's—like—also because the entire reflection of the show is on them if they perform poorly or people, like, don't like them or whatever. Like, if the Oscars are just boring because they're boring, it's no one's fault. No, totally. an award show. Um, in terms of outfits, there were a lot this year. I Personally, I thought Regina King and J-Lo nailed it. Nailed it. Regina King walked out onto that carpet and Julie and I were watching together. And we turned to each other and we were like, oh my God. Yeah. She knocks it out of the park every single time. That time was like, I, I, I think this one was special though. She looked the best she's ever looked, I think. And J-Lo, she looked gorgeous at the real Oscars, but at that after party, oh, oh God. I liked... Literally every after party look I liked more than than, than the, the Oscars look. I know. Zoe Kravitz in that gold bra. No, no, no. I can't. I can't. Kendall, so we posted a picture. We did like a lot of Oscar rounds up roundups and we did one today of Kendall Jenner, a picture of her. And someone commented like, Kendall's like if you're going to the fanciest OBGYN appointment literally ever. That's hilarious. <laughs> it was she was I mean, she looked insane, like so beautiful, but it was incredibly revealing. Someone else commented and was like, 2009, it's the year 2019, side boob is out and side vagina is in. Yeah. Like, it was so funny. <laughs> So true and so funny. Um, Okay, we need to just talk about what everybody wants us to talk about, and everybody is so curious. We have gotten the amount of of messages and emails about this are insane. Okay, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. I want to first intro this by saying 
Every single thing here is speculation. No reports have come out that said that they are sleeping together or they're having an affair. Like nothing is official. Everything that has been speculated has been solely based on the amount of chemistry that is obviously palpable and that we can all, as audience members, see. And the tabloids have really run with this. I don't I want, blame them for running with it. Same. I want to talk about it. I want to try to talk about it in the most sensitive light possible because we don't know anything, but we would also be lying if there wasn't that undeniable chemistry, which I know some people are listening, which a lot of people commented on our post and were like, oh yeah, they're doing what actors do, acting. Like, duh. I get that. I am not discounting either of their acting abilities. And I also get that they're incredibly dedicated and would continue the acting gig even once the movie's over, right? So like to build hype for the Oscars or to build whatever it is. There's something a little more than that. There though. has to be. And before, because I want to hear your thoughts, I yeah. just want to finish my— No, you go. It's not—I don't mean there's something more here, meaning they're definitely having an affair. That is not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying this is more than just good acting. This is very legitimate chemistry, and how that translates in the real-world actions, I don't know. But I think anybody that says that this isn't some intensive chemistry is just—I don't think it's correct. What do you think? I couldn't agree more. And, and you know— they're not hiding the fact that they have chemistry. Like, they've both said it that, like, they they fell in love with each other when they were, like, doing this movie. And, like, not necessarily in a sexual relationship type of way. But, like, Bradley said he was, like, I, I fell in love with her soul while we were filming. Like, she's such a beautiful person. And, and she speaks the same, like, things about him and the same level of—, of um, she speaks as highly of him. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that there's no—they're not trying to deny that they have this unbelievable chemistry— I think that it's incredibly uncomfortable for his girlfriend, obviously, who he has a child with. Regardless of whether or not this is a real relationship and whether or not they're hooking up, I think it's obviously difficult to watch somebody that you're with have so much chemistry with another person and have every single person be like, oh my God, that chemistry is insane. I've never seen anything like it. Right. I mean, watching being Irina in this in the audience, watching him and Gaga perform— Listen, and maybe she is a much better person than I am, and, and it didn't bother her at all. I think for me, for a split second, I'd be like, shit. By the way, out of all of them, if one of them is the best actor, it's her. It's Irina. Because they may be acting like they have chemistry, but to sit there and act like you're watching your husband have chemistry with another woman doesn't bother you at all. She deserves an Oscar she for that. She could have been more unbothered, and maybe she really is. I mean, she this woman is stunning and and. From what we've heard, really great. I don't I don't know anything about her. Um, and I think she probably does feel confident in their relationship. Listen, here's the thing. This would be a totally separated incident. This would be a totally different situation if all of this was happening and there were never any allegations of him cheating on her. I think the reason that this is so intensified is because of two things. Number one, there have been previous allegations and stories about Bradley Cooper cheating on her. I'm not saying they're true, no, but yeah. they've been out there. That's circulated. So that definitely lends this story to have a little bit more Umph to it. I'm not necessarily not, not necessarily saying it's more legitimacy, but it definitely makes it a little more interesting, I guess. It's almost kind of Bradley's MO in a way. Like, first of all, every time he does a movie like this, like remember when he did Silver Linings Playbook and everyone thought everyone thought that him and Jennifer Lawrence were gonna get together. And they didn't, and that was the rumor, and they definitely had chemistry also, I think, different than the chemistry he has with Gaga. I think this is another level, but like he's no stranger to this. When he was married, which is the comment that was that we'll get into that um that his ex-wife left on David Spade's photo um, about him and Gaga, where she said, ha. Um, there was a whole thing with his ex-wife when they were married that he had met Renee Zellweger while they were married and they had filmed 
um, Case 39 together, and everyone thought that they were together. Like, there were so many rumors about it. Him and his ex-wife ended up getting divorced in 2007. Case 39 was filmed in 2006. In 2011, him and Renee Zellweger did Limitless together, and— and they were together at the time. Like, they got back together, I think, in 2009 and broke up after Limitless in 2011. But, like, what essentially, he's no stranger to this kind of this, right. plot line. But just to clarify for anybody that doesn't know what Julie's talking about, last night we posted a picture that David Spade uh, posted in his caption. It was a picture of the two of them, Bradley and, and Gaga, and the caption was, like, is there any chance these two aren't fucking? And his ex-wife, Jennifer Esposito, who he was married to from 2006 to 2007, commented, ha. Which was headline making. That is huge to me. Which obviously I think the ha is in reference to the fact that like she went through the same shit with him, like you were just right. saying, like with Renee. What I was gonna say though, the second the second reason that this story has a little bit more excitement to it, or I guess legitimacy in people's eyes, is the fact that Lady Gaga just calls off her fiance her engagement with her fiance. <laughs> Could it completely just be a co- timing coincidence? Absolutely. Is everybody going to run with the fact that it's not? Also, absolutely. Like, duh. And Gaga has <laughs> spoken about this before. Like, in her documentary, I don't know if you saw it, her documentary on Netflix, Five Foot Two, she talks about how every single time, like, her career is going unbelievably well, her, like, romantic life suffers. Like, the last time she was in a major relationship and and she it, it felt, it, it, she ended up breaking off the engagement also. Do you have any predictions? Like, do you think if we're sitting here in six months that, either Bradley and Irene are going to be broken up or Bradley and Gaga are going to be together? Or you think there's no shot? I think there's definitely a shot that Bradley and Irene break up because, I mean, personally, I don't think that I could stay married to someone who I'm watching have such unbelievable chemistry and such an undeniable connection to. It's like... I would feel so insecure in my relationship about that. Like, no matter how secure somebody is in their relationship, if you watch your husband literally look at somebody that way, you can't not feel insecure about that. It's, I, I couldn't imagine a scenario. I'm just curious if it's a conversation where he said, you know, because a lot of people say, listen, they're just doing it for the gig. And if he said to her, listen, it's just the acting. And like behind closed doors, him and her have the conversation and and she knows that it's nothing. And they have an amazing sex life. And this really just like it rolls off her shoulder. Yeah, but he could be lying to her. Like I know. I'm just I'm curious. I all I'm saying is that there is no way, whether there's any truth to this or not, there is absolutely no way that him and his wife, him and Irina have not had a conversation about it. And I wonder how that went down. Yeah, they could have had a conversation that was be chill until Oscar season is over and then we can talk about this. Yeah. Or something. I mean, what do you think Gaga's relationship with her is? Well, they were talking and hugging and and I don't know. It's it's like it was it was really really crazy to watch. And the other thing is, her sitting in between the two of them that was that was no accident. When have you ever seen two co-stars nominated for an award together and somebody else sits in between them? It was like physically t- keeping them apart. I agree. I don't want to be like I'm a little scared to say how, what I really think because I I people are so quick to. Um, to kind of say like, oh, how dare you? It's so insensitive to Irina. I, I'm being sensitive to the situation. I just think like people cheat all the time. I'm not saying he did, but let's consider the fact that it's definitely a possibility. That's all. Right. When you have, when you say I fell in love with someone's soul, that's super intense. And I think that that trumps um, just solely a physical attraction. Like clearly he's married or I keep saying married. He's with a gorgeous, gorgeous supermodel. It's not like a looks thing. Like Gaga's so beautiful also, but I'm saying it's not just a looks thing. It is so much more clearly an emotional connection. 
it's it's really crazy. I mean, watching the three of them interact was just one of the most wild things I've ever seen. That was my favorite part of the Oscars. Yeah, same. And I think I think that's why the Oscar ratings were so high because everyone just wanted to see that. Whether I honestly wasn't sure going into the night if Bradley was even going to bring her, if Bradley was even going to bring Irina. I thought there was a possibility that that she didn't come. Really? No, but she she behaved like a class act. She came. She looked stunning. She sat there. I mean, I agree with you. It was a little weird to sit in between, but maybe that was a, a production move. I don't know. And she really, I thought, held herself together really well. I thought so, too. I mean, and, and who knows? There could be nothing, nothing going on. Nothing going on, and, and she has nothing to worry about. I just, I don't know. Something's a little interesting. That's all. And I definitely think that we are all falling into the trap of like, oh, well, she caught off her engagement, like I just said. That that fuels the fire. Things would not be this fueled if she was still seriously with that guy. I'm telling you, I don't think people would run with the story as much. I don't think so either, but I think it's also very, very, very Mr. and Mrs. Smith. If you remember when they got divorced and those rumors that circulated, and you could—I said this to you the other day when I was watching Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I was like, I watched that movie, and— Thought to myself, there's no way that they wouldn't have gotten together. That and and the, the chemistry I saw between them when I was watching that movie is what I see with Gaga and Bradley. It's a great it's point. Undeniable. It's a great point. I completely agree with you. I it is definitely undeniable. And I personally am so intrigued to see how this plays itself out. Can you guys like keep writing? And I love your thoughts on this. I'm oh my so God, interested. Same. We we read them all because everybody has just really interesting opinions. And I'm just very curious. So either email us or, or just keep DMing. Um, also, Green Book won Best Picture, which I was personally so excited about. It's the only movie Emma's seen in the past 10 years. I was ecstatic for her to watch it win. My dad wanted to go, and I went with him, and I'm so happy I did. It was so, so, so good. Um, also, okay, Billy Porter just owned the show. Oh, my God. For anybody that didn't see, he basically wore this, like, tux gown, I guess is a good way to put it. And he, it was show-stopping. It really, really was. It was such a major moment for the red carpet. It was such a major moment, in my opinion, in like pop culture history in I a way. I totally agree. He really, that was a big deal. And and he killed it. He really did. And also an exciting news, Spike Lee won his first Oscar. He literally jumped into Samuel L. Jackson's arms like a like a baby. <laughs> what I believe was the, the case of Samuel L. Jackson and Spike Lee is that Spike Lee gave Samuel L. Jackson his first movie role ever. So it was like a, such a crazy moment for Samuel L. Jackson to present Spike Lee with the Oscar. That's my favorite part about any of these award shows. It's watching the the like intricacies and the way that different stars like that interact. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love it. You know? I love it, love it, love it. Also, <laughs> Rami Malek falling off stage. I'm not sure what happened. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really not sure. <laughs> Really, I looked and I tried to find online like exactly what I don't know if he fell off the stage. I don't know if there was an issue with like his, I don't know. He had to be treated by paramedics. It's just like, and that wasn't even like the biggest part of the night. It was just kind of like, oh, by the way, Rami Malek fell off stage. And I was like, wait, what? I'm telling you, the craziest thing in the world could have happened and nobody would give a shit because everybody just wanted to see if Lady Gaga and Bradley were going to like fuck on stage, basically. I wish they fucked on stage. I would, okay. That's a little bit of a stretch, but I thought they were. I thought there was a chance they kissed. I I really can did. I tell you what I had in my head before yeah. the Oscars this happened. Is, okay, this is this is literally our Oscar fantasies. My Oscar like pre going into it, what I thought was going to happen was like, okay, Gaga gets there. She obviously doesn't have anybody with her because she just broke off her engagement. Bradley Cooper shows up. What? He's alone? No way. <laughs> They're sitting next to each other. You know, they keep panning them in the audience. Like, they're a little touchy, but nothing crazy. Like, nothing out of the norm. 
they get up and they perform the song. And then at the end, I thought like, I literally had thought about this so much for the Oscars. I was like, they're going to do the song and they're going to perform it. And they're going to be sitting on the piano together and they're going to kiss. And everyone's it's like, it's going to be their big announcement. Like I said to you and you're like, they're not going to do that out of respect to Irina. Like even if Irina doesn't come and even if like their relationship is ending, he wouldn't do something so publicly like that. But like, oh my God, that's what I had built up in my head. Oh my God. Imagine, wait, can I take it a step further? Yeah, please. They like kiss and then they start making out like on top of that piano. Could you imagine? Can I tell you what else I was picturing? Yeah. <laughs> after, like in, in the real Oscars, like after they performed, whatever, they obviously didn't kiss. In my head, I was like, oh my God, I bet they went back and they were like, we have five minutes until we can like, till we have to be back in the audience. Like, let's like, let's do it right now. Like, don't you think oh. so? Like we have five minutes before it looks suspicious. We have like, let's go. And they like went to a dressing room and had like, Amazing sex. Yeah, like Holy quick, amazing sex. And then fuck. went back in the audience and he went back to sit next to his wife. Holy fuck. That would be the wildest shit ever. Mm-hmm. I think so too. And honestly, I think it's like possible. Yeah. There's no way they had sex backstage at the Oscars. There's just no way. Why not? Because Bradley Cooper simply ain't no Tristan Thompson. Like if he was, this would be, if he had the moral compass of, of Tristan Thompson, we would be in literally pop culture heaven. But he doesn't, No, but I'll God. tell you why. Because- he, because he's not Tristan Thompson in the sense that he doesn't just cheat to cheat. Like, I think that, like, if he's with Gaga and they're, like, together, it's not, like, it's, like, their chemistry so much that he's, like, I have to have you right now. Like, I can't wait until we, like— Right. It's, like, a, it's like a need. He yeah. needs it. Yeah. God, that is one fantasy. No one fantasizes about celebrity <laughs> sex lives the way we do. It's not possible. I can't think of one other person that literally all their fantasies are, like, and then they're backstage at the Oscars. And he's, like— and this he pulls her into a room. Or not if you're listening. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Backstage award show sex should be its own porn category. How is it not? That is amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. That is amazing. Again, we have to stop saying our good ideas on, I <laughs> on air. No one steal that one. We're watching. No it. one's capitalized on them yet. Because <laughs> maybe they're not as good as we think they are. <laughs> no, next thing you know, like it's headlines. <laughs> Pornhub preview membership. Okay. Um, Next, moving on from the Oscars. Listen, a lot happened. We just physically can't get into it all. But uh, R. Kelly was indicted. He was charged with 10 counts of criminal sexual abuse. (sighs) Thank God. Yeah, goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) I have nothing else to say on this other than this guy is disgusting. Seriously, after you watch that documentary, there's just not an ounce of you that can have, I mean, hopefully that can have even a slight bit of remorse for this this no, man. no, no. Oh my He's he a disgusting, disgusting human being. And for so long, he has gotten away with these heinous acts. And it feels so good, like, that justice is hopefully going to serve him in the way that it really needs to. Because couldn't he, agree more. he can't be walking around. He's, like, a danger to so many. Oh, he's disgusting. Moving on to a Jesse Smollett update. So, as you heard in our podcast with Katie, we got— pretty into the story. Um, the last, the most recent information is that he was charged with filing a false police report and he will apparently not be in the last two episodes of Empire. So there was a check that he wrote those two Nigerian brothers for $3,500. Um, but apparently his text confirmed that the money really was for training and it wasn't as a, as a, you know, the compensation for the abuse. I, I, I just have to assume that means that he's smart enough to like, not write a check for what's like, he gonna write on the memo like for beating the shit out of me you know I, I mean I can't like I can't imagine he would be dumb enough to leave a paper trail so it makes sense to me that it was for training like 
Who knows? He could have paid them for training and while they were training, come up with this elaborate plot. Yeah. I still don't fully know. Like, let's wait until we, everything. Also, $3,500 is a lot for a training session, no? Yeah, I think. It could have been more than one, though. Um, I think we have to really wait till the dust settles before we can, like, fully speak on this. All of the signs point to the fact that he, this was a complete lie and fabrication. And what I think people are having such a hard time with is, like, to capitalize on the oppression and marginal, marginalization that uh, people of color and and LGBTQ people in our country feel, and to use that for personal gain, aside from being so damaging to himself, obviously from a career perspective, that is so damaging to such so many people, so many people, because it it further legitimizes this argument that so many have about. Um, you know that it's that it's that it's fabricated and that the level of inequality is not as much as people think it is which we all know there's such an immense inequality in our country and for him to do that it kind of like takes a step backwards to the progression that we really need and that is i think what people are having such a hard time with totally i couldn't agree more it's just, and, it's, and it, it's yeah it's just awful the situation is just it's a it's a really pretty fucked up situation i'm fascinated by it and let's wait to see what happens Moving on to less intense, but if you guys have listened to the podcast, you know I this is the stories that I literally live for. I have a fascination with Little Zan. I don't know what it was when him and Noah Cyrus broke up. I was all over that, like white on rice. He's gonna be a dad. <laughs> I have crazy news for you. What? I read an article last night that some that people think it's fake. Because all of the ultrasound images that they were showing, and I waited to tell you this because I was so excited, <laughs> all the ultrasound images that they were showing match up to Google images. Like, if you type in, like, baby at nine weeks, like, that's what. <laughs> okay, wait a second. But You're I'm not 100% me- sure if it's true. I just read an article about it, and it was, like, comparing the images. I don't know which story I'd be more hype about. If little Zen is about to be a father, or if he faked the images because he got them off Google. Like, yeah. both of those are equally as exciting. <laughs> right? I hope, I hope, I hope somehow it's miraculously like both at the same time. Like, at first we were, like, baby mom. Like, at first we were thinking it, like, faking it, and then we actually got pregnant. Like, Oh my God. I don't know what it is about this kid that I have such a fascination with. I can't, I think I can't believe that he's a celebrity, that I can't believe that we are all, myself he's included. A, he's a SoundCloud rapper. Let's not get carried but away. He got some, he got some cloud, I guess, partially from Noah. And I can't believe that we're, a lot of us, again, myself included, actually has interest. Like why, what is it about it that is interesting to me? I don't know. I am not one of those people, but I, I'm interested for you. Like I, I love this story because I love knowing it in terms of the way you react to when it. When Julie sent me the Instagram of him announcing that, that his girlfriend was going to have a kid, it was obviously a lot less excitement than she, when she sent me the story about the whole Chloe situation, but it was comparable to knowing how excited I was going to be. Like you texted me in all capitals, holy shit, Little Zan's <laughs> going to be a dad. And I was like, I called her like, no fucking way. Yeah, you were so, it was so funny. I would never forget when, we, when that when Noah Cyrus and Lil Zan broke up and it was all the videos and we we're in an Uber. And I'm, like we kept going to speak. Like I kept saying something. She's like, shut up, shut up. <laughs> I was like, you can't watch every single video they put out. They're like, she's like, yes, I can. Every single one she watched. She was so fascinated. I literally wanted to watch every single one. So we'll see how that plays out, whether this was Google Images or he really is having a baby. If so, mazel tov. Um, <laughs> Moving on to other baby news. Cardi has started to show off her beautiful baby culture. She is she is cute. Culture is fucking Yeah, culture's oh cute. Oh, my the worth God. Was, it was worth the wait. Um, they have been private about her. And recently, in, in light of Offset's new album, Father of Four— they started to release pictures. She's adorable. She's a total mush. They seem more in love than ever. As you know, we are Cardi B and Offset's biggest advocates, Julie specifically, but I'm following yeah. up. I'm a Cardi Offset stan. Yeah, she, she really is. She really is. She, she, like, the, my favorite thing is you telling Katie Kirk, like, 
listen, I'm not I'm not being crazy. I'm not saying that they're lifelong partners, yeah. but I do think they really have a connection in Katie City. <laughs> oh, tell me more. <laughs> She's like, why do you like think that? I was like, listen, I'm not delusional. Like, I don't think that like they're the most amazing couple of our time, and like we should all be like modeling our own relationships out of But like, holy fuck, there's no way there are two people in the world that are that funny, that crazy, that wild, that unfiltered, and they don't belong together. I can't. I Julie literally thinks that they're the William and Kate, <laughs> William and Kate of our country. Like Cardi B and Offset are the William and Kate of, of America. I can't. I just can't think that we as a people can be too skeptical as to not believe that those two people belong together. Let me tell you something. And I'm the queen of the skeptics. Listen, I hope that we can turn back in 10 years and they have three more kids. Let's say they're living a great life. And I say to you, you know what? You were right. Yeah. Duh. I hope that that is the case. Can I get an advance on my you were right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, In other baby news, wow, a lot of baby news. Meghan Markle had her baby shower, which Serena Williams uh, hosted. She apparently paid around 200 grand is the number that we heard. It took place in the city, in New York City. Yeah. and I'm familiar. (laughs) Not everybody refers to the city as New York. Isn't that so weird? Let me tell you, we have apparently like a very big viewing presence in like Australia and and Norway, I think at least from the DMs that we get. So they would not, if I said the city, No, you're right. It's just a weird concept. Like when we were playing the water bottle game and like comparing celebrities to different water bottles, somebody was like, Poland Spring is just an East Coast thing. And I was like, shut the literal fuck up. Poland Spring is like I was. I grew up on Poland Spring. It's it's a part of me, honestly. Yeah, it's it's a huge extension of who I am. Yeah, the water bottles like line my room. Emma's fridge has three things in it. It has a probiotic, a bag of edibles, (laughs) and three hundred different sized bottles of Poland Spring. Like the top shelf is the little mini ones. The middle shelf is like the normal ones. Then the bottom shelf is all of the big ones. Those, I am not kidding. I will put up a picture. Those are the only three we things in the fridge. We can't put up a picture because I'm telling you right now, the plastic, the like anti-plastic advocates are coming at me about using a swab. I'm trying to get better. It's individual steps. I'm working on it. Listen, I, I used to be in a phase where I only used like re, uh, reusable, I mean, throwaway plastic and paper. I've gotten better. I use real plates now and I'm totally in agreement about the whole straw situation. So it's taking me a while to get out of the plastic bottle phase and I'm working on it for anybody. Maybe who we could just criticize. get into um, just water. Just water. Yeah. Well, just, which we've had before and we love just yeah, water. Which is that's Jaden Smith's company and uh, Jaden or Will, if you happen to be listening, which you're not, we would love some more of that. Um, moving on to our award ceremony. But before we do that, we actually have something to share with you guys. Do we have a word from our sponsor? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> we do. So we're here to talk about Swap.com. Basically, if you are at all tired of spending too much on brand name clothes, this is the place for you. You know, it's like we spend so much money on new brand name clothes, specifically for kids that are about to outgrow them. Like you see the Disics or something in Balenciaga sneakers. And it's like, it's an amazing look, but you know that in two months, they're out of those. That Versace jacket that Mason had, he's out of that. I know. So this is a really good way to be able to buy kids, fashionable kids clothes, but at kind of an affordable price. Um, Instead of having to drive store to store and sift through racks, you can just look through millions of clothes in seconds on Swap.com's website or on their app. They have very easy to use filters and you can just choose what you want, what you would wear, wouldn't wear. It's a very efficient way to do this. In the U.S., the average individual throws away 70 pounds of textiles each year, and Swap.com is a place where, like new quality clothes, to be given a chance at a second home. Their quality inspection team reviews every single item for any signs of wear and only accepts the best so you can trust giving online thrifting a try. Plus, the positive impacts of supporting secondhand clothing is something you can feel good about. 
which honestly, I do feel good about when I do that. Do you? It like makes me feel when you less know your guilty. clothes are going to a good home. Yes, it makes me feel less guilty. I totally, totally agree. Uh, they swap.com has something for the whole family, including women's, men's, juniors, kids, baby, and maternity. You can save up to 90% off retail prices on your favorite brands like Lululemon, Carter's, Nike, J. Crew, and Gap. And they have hassle-free returns. So if something doesn't fit, you can return it within 30 days, no problem. It is, it's like a really great system. And we have a special offer for listeners of Comments by Celebs. Just go to swap.com slash CBC. Again, that's swap.com slash CBC. And once there, you can sign up to get free shipping on your first purchase. It's a pretty low-risk way to give online thrifting a try. So try it and let us know if you do. It sounds exciting. It does sound exciting. Swap.com, ladies and gentlemen. I came to the realization recently that I was just like desperately in need of a closet clean out because you know when you're getting ready and you just can't find anything, you have so many things that you don't even wear that you can't find the stuff that you do wear and it's just like a chaotic and unenjoyable process. That was me. I'm still, to be honest with you, in the process of cleaning out. But one of the biggest game changers for me in this process has been finding just like high quality essentials that I can mix and match with anything so that I can have less things, but the things that I have, I can wear with a lot. And I've told you guys about them before, but I think that Quince is one of the best at this in terms of just finding the high quality, affordable pieces. And they have a lot of really great sweaters. I love their Mongolian cashmere oversized boyfriend cardigans. I just find them to be so comfortable. I have them in a bunch of colors. They also have washable silk tops, which are amazing, like really easy, comfortable, high quality throw-ons that you can wear for so many different occasions. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So The way that it works is by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and then passes that savings on to us, which is kind of like best case scenario for all involved. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash CBC for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash CBC to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash CBC. Let us transition now to our award ceremony. This is the part of the episode where we crown the funniest comment and the best clapback of the week. So, two nominees for funniest. Number one is David Arquette. So, Dr. Grayfang posted a meme of Courtney Cox saying, if you ever feel like shit, just remember Courtney Cox and Scream 3. (laughs) This was the bangs from hell. Yeah, oh my God. They're like the ones that go up to like 10% of her forehead. And they're just like choppy and wispy and awful. You guys know exactly what we're talking about. Anyway, David Arquette, her ex-husband, comments, I have to take the fall for this. I suggested a Betty Page look. It didn't work. I take full responsibility. So good. I had no idea. Like, I think the reason it's so good is because I had no idea what the state of their relationship is. I didn't even know. Forget about the state of their relationship. I didn't even know he was active on Instagram. Also true. And she is newly active. She's great on Instagram. She's great. Her icon picture on Instagram is like a picture of Monica, like fat Monica from Friends when they like had the flashback up. So it's yeah. like so underrated and so funny. No, she's good. Her social media team is doing a really good job. Not that she's not doing it, but I'm sure there were people that were pioneered helping yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and our second nominee is John Mayer. So Diplo posted a picture in the water with people in the background and he captioned it, couldn't get rid of these dudes behind me. So please pretend they're not there and this picture is perfect. And John comments, I can easily Photoshop this for you. So then Diplo posted the picture with the people's name photoshopped out, but it was like John's watermark. And he captions it, wow, John Mayer really came through for me at my time of need, but he wanted $400 to remove the watermark. And John comments, wow, okay, I guess you don't like supporting artists. So, so we did good. it as a side-by-side. So fucking funny. 
It really was. It was hilarious. Yeah, that was. They a have good an one. amazing back and forth. Like so good. Well, he was on. Uh, like John did a Vanity Fair esque party at his house the night of Oscars, the Oscar night, same time as the actual Vanity Fair party, and Diplo was there, and he was on current mood, and it was the first time I've seen Diplo in a while, like just in his natural habitat, kind of talking. He's he's a funny guy. Yeah, he is. Yeah, good person. I think that's why they get along so well. It's like two very like. Compatible personalities. We should get Diplo on here. Kind of like us. (laughs) Anyway, our award for that one goes to David Arquette. Oh, yeah, definitely. We've never nominated him before. We didn't even know he had a presence, and he comes out of left field swinging. So congratulations, David Arquette. You are the recipient for this week's Funniest Comment of the Week. Moving on now to Best Clapback. We had two, one of which we didn't even post, but it was a good one. So the first was Seth Rogen. Someone commented on a picture of him and said, it's sad thinking about how you're probably going to die before the end of my lifetime. <laughs> like, I don't know why I find that so funny. It's like, who the fuck says that? And he responds, keep that shit to yourself, yo. Like, okay, there are thoughts that you have in your head and then there are thoughts that you say out loud. And that was just one that just really stays in your head. And not only did he say it out loud, he also wrote it. <laughs> like, he took and a now, lot of steps. And now I can't stop thinking about how Seth Rogen's probably going to die in my lifetime. Like, fuck you. You ruined Seth Rogen for me. The funniest thing is that guy messaged us and was like, hey, could you please tag me in that comment? We never tag people in the comments. Like, nobody wants to be tagged. Or was like, do you? I was like, do you want me to? He's like, yeah. Did you even know that happened? I saw that and I was like, it's like, again, it's one thing to think it. It's one thing to say it. It's another thing to comment it. It's another thing to be proud that you commented it and want to be tagged in that picture. I was like, That's sure. never happened before. I was like, sure, no problem. <laughs> like, whatever you say. I think partly is because Seth Rogen just responds in such a funny way to everything. So it wasn't like a malicious Yeah, like attack. it was cool that Seth Rogen yeah. responded. But still, like we've no one's ever asked us to tag them as like the clapback comment. No, at all. Um, the second was Sarah Foster. So we didn't post this, but we posted a comment that Aaron Foster left on an Overheard LA post. And someone comments on our post and writes, tired of Aaron Foster commenting on everyone's goddamn post. Who even is she? And Sarah Foster responds and says, it would take less time to Google her and find find about 9 million articles written about, quote, who she is. The New York Times article is my personal favorite. It will save you some time instead of asking the questions and waiting for responses, you douche. Go, Sarah. I'm going to explain why I like this one so much. We had the Foster sisters on our podcast a while ago, and... A point that they spoke to was the fact that their kind of entire brand or a lot of their brand is built on the fact that they joke around with each other and they're kind of funny to each other and they make fun of each other and it's part of them. And the only reason that they can do it is because they are sisters. But when someone else tries to attack one of them, they come and really defend hardcore. They, this is like mama bear basically comes out because it's like, I can say whatever I want about my sister, but you come for my sister and like, you have to deal with me. And to me, that was such a perfect illustration. I bet you Aaron would have never even seen that that person's comment, but Sarah took it upon herself to be like, no, 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 not on my watch. And that I loved. Couldn't agree more. Exact same thought process I had. So because of that, and because we feel like we understand the thought process behind it, congratulations, Sarah Foster. You are this week's winner for Best Clapback of the Week. Two amazing winners this week. I know. Mazel tov, guys. Yes, seriously. <laughs> and so close to the Oscars. It's crazy to have such like competing award ceremonies. No, it is. It is. Um, we're now going to transition to our Kardashian recap. Obviously, as you guys know, if you have no interest in the Kardashians, just fast forward. I I, I don't um, know exactly how to approach this because I don't know how to talk about anything Kardashian related that isn't Jordan and Tristan. I so, forgot that there was anything Kardashian related. So just for anybody, I can't. I don't think there is. But if anybody doesn't know that we recorded two specific Jordan Gate episodes, we did, and they're filled with information. So definitely listen to those if you ha- care about this case. Is there anything else from us recording it yesterday that emerged 
in the whole Jordan Tristan light that you'd like to touch on before we talk about other things in the Kardashian world? Since the podcast, I think the only thing that's come out is that apparently Jordan was, like, blaming alcohol and all of this. I, I don't know. I think that's a lot to unravel and we don't have to touch upon, just that, like— I would feel safer not touching on that until we have a solid answer. Right, just just so people know that that's, like, the rumor that's circulating. But yeah. I don't think we need to touch upon she that. She hasn't come out with, like, an official statement. We haven't—let's wait. I know—listen, patience is a virtue. We all just are in this together. Let's wait a little more till more information comes out, and then we'll really see. I think we can speak on it more. I don't like talk—if you, if you've noticed in any of our other Jordan Gate podcasts, we really only like to talk about what we know for a fact. And if it's speculation, we'll say it's speculation. So— we don't know anything here. Let's wait on that in terms of finding out how much of alcohol was involved in the incident. Um, I will say, though, that a lot of people responded to our inboxes, to our uh, story about it, saying, one, that they don't think Tristan's friends were affected at all because they just think that he, they all know how much of an asshole he is. They're kind yeah. of just like, well, you right. know, <laughs> business as usual. Which is interesting because I don't think his friends are assholes. They don't seem like it, Right, right. That again, neither did Tristan. It's so crazy. Like, I, I really, like, it's hard for me to, like, genuinely think about anything else. I have to read this one thing. This was not a, this was not an inbox. This was a text that I got from a personal friend, one of my guy friends. And he said, I, I'm listening to the podcast right now, and I have a good theory. And I said, tell me. And he says, the Cavs have home games all month, so I knew they must have had a pre-All-Star break road trip. Turns out they played in L.A. January 12th and then all West Coast games the rest of the week. No guy randomly makes a public move with even a remote friend of an ex without making sure she's interested first. You don't want to risk getting tatted on unless you know she's into it. So on January 12th, some shit, although probably not sex, went down. I think it's possible. I I mean, listen, it's like, I think that's such a good theory, like time-wise and and, um, location-wise. But also Tristan would have had access to her, whether it was January 12th at a game in LA or a party at... Chris Jenner's house or a dinner, whatever. Like, there's so many. It's just it's so crazy. It's so much, and it's and so much. I got, can't stop thinking about we, it. We got into it so much yesterday that it's like, how much could we even more talk about it? Honestly, forever. Like, don't tell anyone. We could literally talk about yeah. this for forever. It's, we're really doing this because we know how much we've been talking about it. Um, I, I, you know, so the first episode we kind of speculated about the fact that we think that maybe it was going on for a month. And maybe there was some truth to that and that it was continued. Then in the most recent episode, we said we didn't really think so. We think this was the first time. I still hold true to that, but I've been thinking about it more and more. The concept that you and I were discussing about, like, this was a fantasy of hers that was building, I have never felt more sure about that. I really, I'm not kidding. Some, I was thinking about this this morning, literally on my way here, about, like, Again, like the whole concept of decision making and like not thinking through your actions, and and I just that goes into the, what you said. I I just agree. I think that all of this is to get, like going together, and and it was that build up and and like the way she felt towards him, and him finally reciprocating a little bit of attention, and it just built into this, and and it, I think it just got away from her, and like it, it, and like she fulfilled this fantasy of hers, and and not. I know. I, I know. It's hard. To, it really is. It's hard to verbalize because it's hard to like want to be like fuck this girl. Like you want to be like fuck her. How could you be so stupid? But then you like read all of these reports about 
you know, Kardashian saying she'll, again, all alleged stuff. Kardashian saying she's never going to work again. All of their brand stuff is done with them. Like, they're never going to speak to her again. And it's like, oh my God, you made one decision know, and that- my heart breaks. And it like, I, I don't know. I think it's just like, like a, a certain level of empathy that like, no matter what, I think that everyone is kind of deserving of a second chance. Like to I a agree. certain extent. No, I agree. I don't, I, I hate with that people are celebrating the fact that her like career is over. To me, that's so, why would you wish that on anyone? I'm not saying she should be proud of her actions. Again, we don't even know the role that alcohol played, but like she's a 21 year old girl and she fucked up, but fucking up when you're Kylie Jenner's best friend is a hell of a lot of It was just deal. like, yeah, it was just like it's the just whole a, level. I, I don't know if like the level of betrayal and how awful it was what she did, it can equate to, you know, being young and dumb and fucking up. Like, I don't know. I don't know, I, I don't know if, 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 that, if it's so much worse to betray somebody that you can't forgive somebody for being young and stupid and, and making just, albeit a fucking terrible decision. I know. It's just so hard because I don't think either of us could put ourselves in her shoes. Like, I can put myself in the shoes of, as we discussed yesterday when we got a little Fifty Shades, like there's this guy and he's touching you and you're feeling all those things. I can, but not at the expense of, my most precious female relationships. Right. Like my right. friendships. That's, That's what thing. it is. I That's couldn't imagine. I could imagine being stupid and not thinking through my actions, but I can't imagine knowingly hurting somebody. No. He's a, listen, he's an asshole and he's a manipulator. And I, I have feel so strongly about every single thing that we've said about him. I just, I guess in my core, I don't believe Jordan's a bad person. Like I don't think Tristan's a good person. I don't think this. I don't think the same about Jordan. I think she's a good person that really fucked up. That has a lot of insecurities. That if she was in therapy for this, wouldn't have never happened. Honestly, that's she could how I be feel. in therapy still, and this still happened. Don't you think? Yes, I just think that she is probably. And again, this is me. I have no idea. I think that if she was really actively working through this, there would have been a like a less likelihood of this occurring. That's all. I was watching a clip from Life of Kylie where it's just Chris and Jordan talking. I don't know if you saw this. I think somebody had sent it to us, like, look at this. Um, but it, Chris was saying to Jordan how she worries about Jordan being so in Kylie's shadow and and Jordan's inability to say no to Kylie and how she'll, like, she hopped on a plane to go to Miami and had to come back for a work event and then hop back to go meet Kylie somewhere else. And and Chris was saying to her, she was like, you need to worry about Jordan. Like, you, you can't. She was like, I have trouble saying no to Kylie also, and she's my daughter. I totally get it. Like, but sometimes you have to worry about yourself and focus on yourself and make sure you're okay. And it was just so interesting to watch that in light of everything and and watch the relationship that Chris and Jordan had. Kylie wasn't there. Kylie wasn't in the room. Chris went out of her way to check on Jordan and make sure Jordan was okay and be that motherly figure for her, even like a second mom. And and it's just so crazy thinking about that and like the aftermath. Insane. Wow. Um, in light of all of this Tristan drama, something else happened that we kind of forgot about. So- this is how it all started. Eunice, as you guys know, is Courtney's ex-boyfriend. He posted a story and Julie sent it to me and she was like, I think he is in Courtney's movie theater right now. Or or Courtney's in his movie theater. I couldn't tell by the look of it. Isabel said it definitely wasn't her movie theater, but it definitely looked like a small she thought basically that, that girl in, in the movie She thought theater. that they were together watching a movie. So we're like, okay, that's interesting. A couple people sent it to us also. We didn't know. We were just thinking about it. Then TMZ, a report came out that there was pictures of them spotted together getting kind of cuddly. I think they were at, I don't, I don't know actually coffee where they shop were. Coffee maybe, shop yeah. or something, yeah. I, I know nothing other than those two things that I just said. Let me tell you, how fascinating would it be if in light of all of this, her and, and Eunice kind of rekindled? Let me tell you something that I've just thought of as you said that. Everyone who has written in and said that 
the Jordan Tristan thing was for ratings for for keeping up with the Kardashians and, and timing wise, which is obviously we've debunked that and said it was the most ridiculous thing. <laughs> if Courtney and Eunice getting coffee together is enough to build hype for the season. Like that's how low they could have shot. Like if you have this theory about them doing things to to stage for building hype for the season, like on the lowest end of the spectrum, Courtney and Eunice getting back together or getting coffee is enough to create hype for the season. If you still believe that they had to go all the way to Jordan and Tristan to create hype for the season and make people watch, then you're delusional. Because think about the way people react to that story. And it's on the absolute lowest end of the spectrum. I love when you make points like that. I wish there was a video of how I react when you say things like that. I'm just like in sitting in admiration of you. I so, so, so agree. That is such a, they were literally at a coffee shop and were like freaking out about it. Right. That's what I'm saying. I, I And I said it. I was like, people who watch the Kardashians, whether you care a little bit and you just like the show or whether you're diehard, you are going to watch no matter what. There's not, it's not like the family's getting boring. You know, even without this piece of it, take it aside, the Jordan Tristan piece. It's not like the family's getting boring. We've forgotten that Kanye and Kim are about to have a fourth baby. Like nothing yeah. is getting boring. Like Travis and, and Kylie are in this amazing new relationship with, this, with their daughter. We're going to see Chloe interact with True. Like, we don't need this piece of it to continue watching. Yeah. It, we're going to watch anyway. We, we literally will take that to the grave that this was not staged. Yeah. We, and we, I, 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 I know in my heart, if there's one thing I, I know to be true, it's that this wasn't staged. Me too. I completely agree. Um, and a little bit of a lighter news, which is a, a nice way to end. Northwest had her first cover, which was really exciting. Kim, this is this is how much I love Kim. She posts the the shoot and she's obviously so excited, but like, God forbid, she will screw up the flow of, the her, flow Instagram. of her Instagram. So she makes her caption like, my baby girl on the cover, so proud of her. By the way, like I lowered the brightness a little and changed the saturation just so that it goes more with my feed, but but like real picture to swipe for. Yeah, like, don't post this one, post the next one. Like that is how <laughs> hard Kim goes for her aesthetic that not even her daughters, and I mean, I'm not saying this in a negative way. It's almost like I applaud her for just being so herself. Like yeah, and nothing so is gonna, about it. Yeah. Nothing is going to break that neutral scheme that her and Kanye clearly worked hard on. Not even North's fucking first magazine cover. Like she's still going to post it because she's so proud, but she's going to make sure that it all goes right. Which, by the way, just goes into, I, I want to just quickly say, a couple weeks ago, the whole issue with uh, the paparazzi. Yes. And Kim saying, guys, I know how fucked up this is. I got my own photographer, basically. Like, Kim doesn't let little hurdles get in her way. And No, it's so admirable. It's so, she's smart. Like, she is smart. I really, really think so. I think she's a smart businesswoman. I think she, you know, she's a Libra, which I love. And she has this very charming way about her, and she gets shit done. And um, I just, I don't know. I just applaud Kim. I really, I really, I've always loved Kim. Lately, she's on another level. Yeah, she she really she really once she started taking herself more seriously and realizing the impact she carries, I think, and and entering into this as roles as businesswoman and also kind of a protector in a lot of ways of her sisters. I. I, don't know. I, I think just, also, though, she's found this unbelievable balance of being this smart businesswoman, this mother, this head of the brand, but also somehow seeming so personable and so funny and relatable at times. And and you just don't expect that from her. And, I, and that is not an easy thing to do. No, she's done. She's done well. <laughs> Kim, in case you needed our approval, you, you, you done well. Um, well, you guys, you guys, there's this new woman on the rise, Kim Kardashian. <laughs> you heard it from us first. I think she's going to be big, Em. It's literally how we treat Will Smith when we tell people to follow him on Instagram. As you guys know, that's like our running joke. Um, And also, if you listen to Jordan Gate and 
enjoyed it. We would so appreciate you guys writing a review. It really does help us. And we got such incredible feedback. And for that to be reflected in reviews would be amazing. So or just five stars, review, whatever, whatever you want. We'd really appreciate that. But anyway, don't forget to subscribe and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. So we will see you next week. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life, so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide.